Tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LiveRadio.fm. You know, Mark, yes. early on, now, you know, in the 5 a.m. hour, 5 a.m. Central Time, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. East Coast, um, we run the fourth hour from the previous day. Uh huh. So Mike Eccles has been out working in his garage, I mean, since early this morning. And I think he's working on your mower. I think that's the thing. I wanted to I wanted to let you know that, that, you know, he's trying to figure out what am I going to do to fix this thing this time. <laughs> really? Bless his heart. Oh, Mike man. has everything to rebuild everything, you know? That's what it amounts to. He does. And the ability to do it. Yeah. I, and it's like he's older than I am, and he tells me what he did during the day, and I'm like, well, I, I took a nap. <laughs> Oh, he, he makes me and tired. <laughs> I got under the covers for that nap, too. I'm, I didn't just sit on top of the covers. No, no, no. I took out the pants and got under the coat. That was my nap. It was, wow. and you know what? I jogged in my nap. It made me tired. I'm telling you. Was it on the beach? So, no, 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 no. I, not even, even, that would be the nightmare. That would be a dream where I'm mocking somebody, Mark. That, and yeah. I don't have mocking dreams during nap time. Okay. All right. No. Yeah. Usually during my naptime dreams, I'm dreaming of somebody else coming and fixing my yard, you know, <laughs> like, but you can't, you know, if you say something like, where are all the 12 and 13 year old boys in this world? Boy, uh, you're going to jail in a hurry, you yeah. know? Well, unless you're working in some fields of education. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. <clears throat> Sad world we live in. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max Show, and today is National Jelly Bean Day. Woohoo! Hmm. <laughs> Yikes, man. I'm happy for it. I, yeah. I mean, jelly beans. April 22nd, 22nd each year. Every year, it's National Jelly Bean Day. And um, there have been candies around before jelly beans, you know? Mm-hmm. Boston confectioner William Schaff made these popular during the Civil War. The, with their wow. firm exterior, jelly beans were the first candies sold by the pound. Think about that. Yeah. Schraff encouraged huh. his customers to send them to Union soldiers. Ah, he was a Yankee. In the <laughs> 1930s, <laughs> jelly beans became closely associated with the Easter holiday, thanks to their egg-like shape. However, confectioners made jelly beans available all year long. Now, they, you can get them anytime. So there's no mm-hmm. excuse not to enjoy them if you have a craving at any time of the year. But today, <clears throat> it's National Jelly Bean Day. You remember wow. Ronald Reagan? He was famous for enjoying belly, uh, jelly beans. Jelly bellies, uh-huh. I think, were his favorite, yeah. right? Really? Yeah, they had I him. Have no idea. They had him at his inauguration. He started eating them when he quit smoking years before, you know. <clears throat> uh, the Herman Goetz Candy Company supplied red, white, and blue jelly beans for the 1980 uh, event, the inauguration event. At the time, the company didn't produce blue jelly beans, so they had to create a blueberry jelly bean for the first time, just for the wow. inauguration. Wow. That's more jelly bean information you thought you'd ever hear wow. in one place. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't realize they were sold back in the Civil War. I just never thought about right, it, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, huh. Interesting. <laughs> All right, so we got to come up with our next, the next jelly bean. You right. know, who can make up that one? I can we have can we have Snickers bars by the pound? Can we sell those <laughs> that way? Well, yeah, because we got M and M's that have their hard candy coating. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. Melts in your mouth, not in your hands. Yeah, so maybe you have some coating for Snickers. There you go. Ooh.
liferadio.fm. Mark and Mag Show, where, by golly, I didn't know it was National Jelly Bean Day. I feel much better about it now, Mark. <laughs> Got to be honest with you. Because if you were to say it's National Snakey Snake Day, I oh. might be a little bit weirded out. Because I, I saw this story yesterday, and then I was glad you included it in all, all of our prep stuff, because... It just freaks me out. It just does. <laughs> and, and think about this. I've told you the story about discovering the snake on our front porch that time when Jane took uh, the Reverend Flash out to do his business, right? So she goes out, and, and I hear her yelling in the front yard, and I go to the front door and ask, what's wrong? And she says, snake. <laughs> Where? It's right there. And I look, and sure enough, right there behind the storm door on the front porch, there's this big snake. Yeah, we took care of it. Anyway, imagine now you get this notice on your, your ring doorbell thing. And when you look at the picture, it's a snake. Well, that's what happened to a North Carolina woman whose doorbell camera alerted her to activity on her front porch. She was shocked to check the video feed and see a snake slithering in front of the camera. We only have her first name. It's Renee. She shared the video with ring showing the snake slithering up to the exterior of her Goldsboro home and directly across the surface of the camera. She says, the Ring app told me someone was at my door, and when I opened the app, I was shocked to see a snake. I had a chair on my porch that was set to be picked up, and I thought, I think it was in there. Well, she says she left her house through the back door and uh, and went to her neighbor for some help, but they were unable to locate the snake after that. She said she sprayed some snake repellent around her door in hopes of preventing future visits. <laughs> There's snake repellent. I didn't know you could. I didn't know. <laughs> I did not know that. Where where does one get this snake repellent repellent stuff? That's what I want to know. I, I Man, need, I need some. Yeah, I I'm trying to think of. I I have no idea. I've never even heard of snake repellent before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had the big guy that was at the front door, um, and uh, I've also run across them. You know, I've seen them around the yard. And one day, I'm in in my the studio at the house, just kind of puttering along, working on a project. And I look up at my iPad, which I've got sitting on a little stand in front of me for uh, to check the time or something. And I looked up and I saw something staring back at me. Mm. There's mm. a little snake on top of my iPad with his little face hanging over the front of it. Just looking at me, just mm. watching me work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have had a uh, formerly usable one piece iPad. <laughs> radio.fm it's the mark and mac show you know mark in the united states of america we have had a history of media companies going out a, a little fast like hmm. uh when uh dewey and truman were battling it out for the 1948 presidential election right and um and chicago printed up a newspaper that said Dewey wins right and <laughs> and the famous picture of Truman holding it up you right. know after he had been declared victor yeah you know that and there were reports uh early uh after the attack on Pearl Harbor that the Japanese had bombed San Diego mm. um and there were some papers that reported that there was you know the uh UFO report at Roswell you right. know where the local paper printed up an, a story interviewing witnesses and printed up the, I mean it was a, an actual real story that the government took back mm -hmm. so Things like that have happened here. Sure. So yeah. when a Taiwan TV station has to apologize, I just thinking, are you just now catching up? <laughs> well, a Taiwan TV station did apologize Wednesday after they accidentally announced a Chinese invasion of their island nation. 
on the news ticker. You know, you're mm. watching the news. You see across the bottom of the screen. Yeah. China has invaded. <laughs> According, to- I, I would think that if your <laughs> nation was being invaded, it wouldn't be across the cry run at the bottom. No, you I know? don't think it would be on this. No. According to Reuters. You have that breaking news release where some <laughs> freaky person is sitting in front of a camera. You know, that's right. Chinese television system ran a series of alerts announcing Chinese missile attacks on Taiwanese ships, a train station in Taipei being set fire by Chinese agents and President Tsai Ing, uh, Tsai Ing Wen announcing a state of emergency. It turned out the alert, the alerts had been prepared for a fire service drill. They got put uh, up on the screens because of a technical error. Yeah. <laughs> they, they finally responded saying, citizens, please don't be overly panicked. Overly? Don't be overly mm-hmm. panicked. Don't be overly panicked. We hereby clarify the information and apologize, said a news anchor announcing the main on the main evening news program um the false alerts came at a period of heightened tension wow. of course between you know, with china and which yeah. considers taiwan a breakaway province rather than an independent nation so they're always sort of living on the edge there waiting for the yeah. uh, the other shoe to drop this was not an accident it was preparation it's just like when you know the uh the networks have preparations for major celebrities that are getting really old like bob hope or, oh yeah, you know, yeah betty white they right. have their they got the bio ready so that the minute they say Mark Congleton's dead, his what? picture is up on the screen and the what? bio is running, you know? What? You know something I don't? LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max show, the Friday edition, and both of us a little punchy today. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> we need to go ahead and hit us up a stupid criminal before we become one. Oh, well, all right then. On April 17th, officers with the Bridgeport, West Virginia Police Department were conducting a traffic stop on a vehicle for improper registration. Officers spoke with the vehicle's driver, 57-year-old Roy Porter, who handed officers a packet that they thought was the registration of his vehicle. However, a small plastic bag fell out, the officers say. Inside that bag were a couple of pieces of crystal-like substance and officers led a canine unit around the area of the vehicle to perform a free air sniff, which resulted in a positive indication. Porter was found to be in possession of four grams of meth, and a passenger in the vehicle, Jared Mayle, he's 21, of Salem, had 220 grams of meth. Mail has been charged with possession with intent to deliver a controlled substance. He's currently out on bond. Porter's been charged with conspiracy to commit a felony. He's currently being held in North Central Regional Jail on $5,000 bond. Wow. Dude. (laughs) I've heard a lot of these stories, but I don't think I've ever heard of anybody handing their stash to the cops thinking it was his ID. (laughs) How high do you have to be? (laughs) Apparently, we just found out. (laughs) He's so high, he could use a rake to get up, you know, birds, man. (laughs) Wow. liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark every now and again when you send the show prep and i'm glancing through it and i yeah. laugh i'll chuckle you know i'm thinking i need to look this one up i skip stories like this because i'm thinking really? this is going to be too close to my life <laughs> <laughs> i told you told you right before we open the mic so i yeah. want to ask you a question um, yeah, go ahead uh we were talking we were talking during the music about other stuff you know you do things yeah. for, for the nancy grace show 
And, and, uh, you mentioned something and this term has flown by a couple of times and I really never have said anything about it, but I just wanted to ask you, what is crime con? Oh, because you mentioned, Oh, crime cons next week. And I'm like, he says that like it's comic con and I should know what it is. You know? (laughs) Okay. Mark, that is exactly what it is. Really? It's crime. Yeah. But it's crime. It's true life crime. Okay. Yeah. Crime con is like comic con, but it is, uh, about crime and, Hmm. It's one of those things where um, a couple of years ago, I was asked to go and be a part of it because um, I've been doing crime reporting now um, in my other life <laughs> for the last 10 years. Right. Yeah. And on a, on a national level on CNN, Headline News, and now Fox. And I've enjoyed doing it um, because it's a passion, you know. But I used to make jokes about this years ago. Remember, I said, you know, if, if anything violent ever happened to LaDonna... <laughs> And the police came and looked at my books. They'd be like, D- go ahead and cuff him. Just put you him know, under the jail. Even, put him under yeah, the they jail would now. Even, yeah. Right, because, you know, Ann Rule and her books is just, mm-hmm. and it's not that I'm fascinated by crime. It just impacted my life very early. And so I have a, a, a I don't know, a hobby. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just, I'm fascinated by what people think they can get away with. Right, yeah. Uh, as much as anything else. And, uh, you know, anyway, uh true crime stuff is huge and it has gotten really big. And one of the reasons is Nancy Grace. Okay. Um, her show on headline news, uh, for years drew millions of viewers. And you know, the, you look at some of the stories, uh, Natalie Holloway comes to mind, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that, that, you know, really does raise attention. Well, there are entire networks devoted to true crime, law and crime court TV, you know, uh, shows on 48 hours, First 48, you know, all yeah. about true crime. And that's what tri- CrimeCon is. Okay. It is all about true crime. And um, and it is one of those things where if you ever want to see uh, a celebrity in their, in their element, okay, you'll have this huge convention hall with all these booths set up for, you know, uh, people who are authors, people who are experts in whatever, okay, and, you know, DNA, uh, the the uh, innocence project, all those different places have a booth at crime con. And so you'll have thousands of people, right? Nancy will come through the building and it's like watching the seas part. Wow. Oh, there she is. (laughs) It's like Oprah Winfrey at a talk show network event. Okay. I mean, (laughs) it is unbelievable. I've seen people cry. Okay. Really? Uh, Yes. At at meeting her is just, wow. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, it's, uh, I will tell you, I, um, one thing I, I gotta be honest with you years ago when I, uh, when I did my first bit on Nancy Grace uh, on headline news, um, and I became a regular and, uh, I caught a lot of grief for it. And, um, it was because some people just really don't like her mm, yeah. and I get that. I mean, there's some people that really don't like me <laughs> reference yeah. mothers against Mark and Matt, <laughs> you know, yes, I, it's not like this is my first rodeo, <laughs> right? But you know, um, anyway, there are, um, there are people you really like in movies mm-hmm. and TV that you think, you know, because you've seen them do different things, right? And, uh, you think they'd be a really nice person. So you like them mm-hmm. without ever knowing them. Right. And there are people that you really don't like without knowing them. Mm-hmm. And so I, I tell people this all the time. Do you like, uh, Oh, who's the Tim and not James. Uh, what is his name? He's uh Kevin James. You like Kevin James? He's been in a lot of movies, TV shows. I, 
you know. I like his characters, but yeah. I, I, I've never met the man, but I have read mm-hmm. he's yes. very difficult to be around. Yes. Yeah. Go look up people who have met Kevin James and you'll talk, you'll see how people who have met him just don't like him anymore. Mm. And, uh, yeah, on set, off yeah. set, you know, anywhere. Oh, I've had, that, so, I've had that with local TV personalities. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. you see every day, you pass by TVs, you see them on, and then you share an elevator with them and realize, wow, this guy's a major jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I went through the same thing with Paul Feinbaum. Uh, when Feinbaum uh, did, was in, you know, radio in Birmingham, he's now on ESPN. Right. But uh, people would love him or hate him. And uh, Paul is one of those guys that uh, I had worked with him in the same building and we knew one another. Uh, one day I was on an elevator with him and I realized that, you know, we weren't talking and I mm-hmm. thought he's going to think I'm a total jerk. Yeah. And so I said, Hey Paul, how are you doing today? And he said, Dave, really? I'm having a good day. And we ended up in his, a long conversation that lasted to the parking lot. And he was a very deep thinking, nice guy. Wow. And the thing is what I realized after that, the only time he would speak is if I spoke first, mm, yeah. if I spoke first, he was a chatty Kathy. Yeah. How about and that? anyway, so, Nice guy. I had a similar experience with a, uh, uh, I won't name him, but he's a, he's a meteorologist on a local TV station and we're working in a building. You and I were doing a show in a building and I, and I'm heading out for the day and I share the elevator down with him as he's going someplace and it's quiet, quiet. Mm -hmm. And that building, I don't know if you remember, it's like three floors with the slowest elevator on earth. Right. Yeah. And so it, I finally said, so how's it going? You doing all right? You headed someplace, you know, just, just to strike a little conversation up. Cause it's awkward. <laughs> right. And all I get back from him is, man, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay then. Well, yeah. <laughs> have and a see, nice what's day. Bad, mm. What's bad is I'm like that a lot. Mm. I am like, yeah, wow. I, I am. When I'm out in pie, I stare at my feet. I don't oh, look man. up. I look down yeah. and I'll have people say, Say, Dave, I, I saw you at the Dollar General. You didn't speak. I'm like, well, did did you speak to me? I, I didn't, didn't see, see you. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at my feet. <laughs> you know, I don't make eye contact, and I'm I'm trying to get better at it. But now that I'm old, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, back to back to comic uh, Comic Con crime, yeah, crime Con. Thing. Yeah. Back to that yeah. for a second. You mentioned Oprah. It's like the sea parting. It would be like Oprah at a talk show, you know, convention. Yeah. And I, you know, I hit my head before you could get the words talk show out of my head, out of your mouth. What I'm thinking is, it's like Oprah at a Vegas buffet. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, a minute ago when we were talking about uh, Nancy Grace and, and CrimeCon, mm-hmm. which still is cracking you up, which is kind of funny. It is. And, and I'm just it a, did me too. I'm the, imagining the people first... walking around dressed as corpses, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> Actually, more like killers. You know, oh, I okay. wonder yeah. how many. I just wonder sometimes how many people at CrimeCon are we going to do stories on later on? He was such a nice guy. You know, I went to come. I went to CrimeCon with him. He was fine. Wow. Yeah, they're getting tips. But you know, it's interesting because when Fox News, um, when it, the long story short is when we took the show. To, I was hired to help expand the show. To put it on Fox, okay, mm. and uh, and that's where it, uh, uh, Nancy is on Fox Nation, which is the Fox streaming service, and right. um, and it's done well there. And mm-hmm. Nancy is used on the network, and that's part of the deal that she's on. You know, a couple times a week, 
uh, doing things there. And yeah. they've spent a lot of time and money investing in the show because, well, it's done really well mm. oh, side, on Fox Nation. Sidebar, <laughs> Fox Nation is doing really, really well. And CNN's yeah. CNN's that's, version, CNN Plus, just, yeah, just died hey, a horrible death. Yes, that's what that's actually where I was headed with this. Really? Because a friend of mine, yeah, a friend of mine posted this um, that after <laughs> you know just over a month, uh, it's already died. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, think about it. when I saw that happen. I'm like, they they saw what Fox Nation have what happened there. Yeah, and again, just trying to copy without knowing what was what went into it. If you look at Fox News, and you look at Fox Nation, Fox News hired very specific people to do very specific programming for Fox nation. Mm. And they have utilized, uh, like Nancy was hired specifically to do her show and for them to broadcast it on Fox nation and to do deeper dives into some very famous, you know, things like they just came back from an issue in uh, Aruba, uh, looking at uh, the case there with Natalie Holloway again. Mm. And that's what Fox nation has done. Meanwhile, CNN, because they've been through so much upheaval, they looked at it and went, well, Fox is doing it. We'll do the same thing. And they didn't really understand what was going on. They didn't really look at what to do with programming. And on top of all that, they apparently couldn't copy or hire the right people to provide streaming because it kept bogging down. And when you're watching Netflix and there's no buffering, when you're watching Fox nation and there's no buffering, you get used to watching these shows on television, like a network and you turn on them and CNN plus is bogging down and buffering. (laughs) It's like, looks like it was done in 1978 with a camcorder, you know, first edition (laughs) camcorder. It's like, dude, so they're already shutting it down, but it's, you think about it. This is a network that spends money on Don Lamont, on Anderson Pooper, on Wolf Blitzer. I mean, we're talking about the three of the biggest shams in news, and that's their network. I I mean, these are the people that tell you what to do and how to think and, you know, cast shadows at anybody who reads the Bible. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, they they believe they are the catch me out, but they're not. And people quit watching them years ago. The only people watching them now are people who really are insolent, immature children who believe what those people are shuffling, which doesn't hold a bit to any kind of scrutiny at all. Wow. All. Mm. They're horrible. It's funny if you could, you do a little research over on Twitter, just search for search for things that lasted longer than CNN plus. (laughs) It's entertaining. I bet. liferadio.fm it is the mark and max show and very quickly mark before we move on um when we were talking a minute ago about cnn uh plus their online uh streaming service right. uh being dumped after less than a month you know my first thought went to the employees mm. that were hired yeah. to do the launch because it wasn't like um you know, you came in and they said, Hey, we're going to add some more to your daily duties, but we're going to give you a raise. Right. You know, they had to go out and hire a whole block of people, uh, to launch this. And they spent months preparing, you know, and, uh, for it to be, you know, blown up in less than a month. Yeah. It, it it's, it's crazy and bad because mm-hmm. there are people that are going to really be hurt by this. You're True. talking about a network here. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so I looked up, what are the deal? What kind of deals are the employees going to get? Well, they are going to migrate some programming from the uh, Plus service. They're yeah. going to put it on, you know, CNN or Headline News. 
Uh, but uh, employees that don't keep their gig, which will be most of them, mm. are going to be get they're going to be paid and get benefits for the next ninety days. Okay, mm. um, and during that ninety days, they're going to either find a place for them or cut them loose, right. and then they'll be paid for it, what he says at least six months severance. Wow. Okay, that's what the announcement is. However, the head of CNN Plus is leaving the company now. Wow. So Andrew Morse is already out the door uh-huh. and you're going to tell me that now that we've got the guy that put it together, that built in, that did all the hiring, did all that and actually has an allegiance to those employees and trying to help them find a way. Yeah. He's gone. Wow. He's been replaced with people who have no emotional connection to any of the new employees. Wow. None. All they know is you cost us a bunch of money. You failed. Your guy's gone. You're gone. They're wow. not going to pay him. Wow. Why would they? So there you have it. That's I, that's the thing. So yeah, yeah people made there are uh, in particular young people who looked at it as an op. They probably because to get at that level, you've got to have a talent level, mm-hmm. regardless of your political bent. Um, and I I've told Mark this before, um, having worked in radio and television for a long time, I will tell you at the network level, there's a different skill level. Yeah, and it's better. Not the people, not saying the people are better. Yeah. Their skill level is better. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and they can work in a different environment. It's much more fast paced. Not everybody can do it. And I'm thinking about that skill level that these people brought to CNN plus, and you know, in, in less than a month they're, they're gone. Yeah. So, you know, I, I may be thinking about those people when, you yeah. know, when you make the punchline, when you make the joke, there are people who are really going to be hurt by this. Mm. And, and that's sad. It's yeah, very it sad. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, um, a guy told me years ago about management, um, and it was interesting because I was in a situation where I had a couple of companies bidding for my services. And he said, uh, look for the company that has strong management. I said, yeah, how do you know that? You know, you, if you don't work for people and you don't know who they are, you know, all you can go on is looking at their results and you don't really know, were they the person that helped it or was it the person that just left, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And he said, look for the company that, um, has strong management that makes decisions quickly, big decisions. They can make them quickly and they win. They can Mm. stay with that win. He said, because bad managers tend to take an overly long time to make a decision and they will bail quickly Mm. before something has a chance. Wow. Well, when, when you have taken a long time to plan something and you're bailing on it less than 30 days in, Mm. that's bad management. That is the Mark and Mac show. radio.fm the mark and mag show and you know mark the great equalizer in my house has been uh, hank the bulldog because ever since hank the bulldog be, after going through the puppy he's still young but you know he's now full size mm-hmm. uh the cat really doesn't get to mess with me a whole lot you know right. he's he is hank's little chew toy and uh, <laughs> i kind of enjoy it because that, that cat he had me wearing a daggone French maid costume every morning, waiting on him hand and foot. I know. And now it's like when he's standing there jumping to the door, I'll go and get it. And, you know, Hank is over there snoring and farting and doing what big bulldogs do. Yes. And he hears that door crack, you know, and it's like, <gasps> 
and then after he coughs and hacks like an old man and starts stumbling over there for a little while, you can hear the flubber going side to side. He starts getting the moving forward, man. It's like a chain. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And bam, there's the cat. I got him. Oh, man. So anyway, a feline social media star. Mm-hmm needs the hank treatment that's yeah, what i'm thinking really it's a cat who became famous on social media for her unle- unle- unusually <laughs> new tongue not working uh, unusually large eyes and feet is set to become the first non-human to serve a day as the mayor of hell michigan the town of hell which offers anyone the chance to serve as mayor for a day for a hundred dollars agreed to allow Jinx the cat to become the town's first animal mayor. Jinx, who lives in, a, in California with her owner, Mia, has 735,000 followers on TikTok and 400,000 followers on Instagram. <laughs> Mia says, I made a joke on Twitter saying, imagine Jinx will run for president. I'd also seen animal mayors before. So I sent a tweet out asking how to make Jinx mayor. And someone mentioned Michigan and that you could pay to be the mayor of hell for a day. Mia adopted Jinx three years ago after finding the kitten in her backyard. Jinx will be sworn in as mayor in a virtual ceremony on April 24th. She'll serve as mayor for the day. Ending with a call from Reverend Vaughn, the town's minister of hell, informing her of her impeachment. Reverend Vaughn says, we love our in-person and distant mayors. Our mayor of the day package is the perfect gift for those who are hard to buy for and or have everything. They get to have a fun day, and at the end of it, we'll receive the dreaded phone call to be impeached. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. All organized ahead of time. You know, they, you know they have a rule in there that says, as the mayor of the day package, you know, you mm-hmm. cannot change the name of the town because there'd be a lot of people all right i'll do it but yeah. i ain't te- no I'll, I'll be mayor of hell for about 30 seconds till i change it to heaven <laughs> life radio.fm mark and mag show hopefully you're having a great day as we head into the weekend Trying to think, is there anything? I know today's National Jelly Bean Day. Yes. But do we have anything over the weekend that we need to make sure we're aware of so we don't forget? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'll look into okay. that. I'll get back to you All on right. that. I mean, you and I don't have like an anniversary. I mean, you don't, not not you and me together. You know, we're not Bert and Ernie, but no. you know. We just, hey, Bert. We did just a couple of days ago pass the one year anniversary of Life Radio FM. And there we you go. Didn't That's do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, of course we didn't, you know, that's the story of our life. We were shocked and passed and kind of like a gallstone. All right. Police chase a loose goat. Wow. Through a Florida apartment complex. I am wondering if there was a gator in there somewhere, Mark. Was, was the goat in the gator's mouth? I, I see the stories about cops in Florida doing things with gators all the time. So, oh, a goat? Well, that's different. Police in Florida shared body camera footage of a foot chase and arrest involving an unusual subject. The Tallahassee Police Department posted a video to YouTube showing what happened when officers responded to an apartment complex to capture a goat running loose around the property. <laughs> an officer asked in the video, Am I supposed to tackle a goat? Are you crazy? That thing's got pointy things. I'm from New Jersey. We don't see goats. (laughs) The footage shows the officers chasing the goat until it flees into a hallway and is placed under arrest by the officers. Um, The video's description Hmm. reads, Our officers handle a wide variety of calls for service, which occasionally includes the wrangling of stray livestock. Wow. 
Well, I wonder if, uh, you know, the goat was a kid and they called him Billy the Kid oh. and they got a little mug shot of him up there and the officers, you know. I just remember the first time LaDonna talked about eating goat. Uh-huh. I'm like, I thought it was a joke. I'm not kidding. I was working at 1025 Country Station in Birmingham and over the 4th of July, I had this remote in Bessemer hmm. at a car dealer. Um, and on the way there, we were talking about, you know, 4th of July cookouts. Right. And LaDonna said, I'd like to have some goat. And I said, you know, that's, get your pickled pig feet, please. That's ridiculous. Come on. And on the way there to this remote, we pull by this place and it's this old ramshackle barbecue joint. And on the big sign out front, you know, barbecue goat. Wow. And I'm like, is that a real thing? Or are you joking with me? You know, I mean, that's, hmm. come on. Wow. And, and yeah, so there you go. That, that's what they're, you know, they'll raise this goat now and come 4th of July, they'll be grilling. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Will they keep it free range though? I mean, I would want to know. Is that free range goat? Was it officer caught goat? <laughs> I need to know. Free range. <laughs> it's a billy goat. They eat ten cans. <laughs> so everything is their range. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show, and you know, Mark, you. I, I see this headline, okay, and mm-hmm. and sadly. I can't get past the first two words. It says British Abbey. Uh-huh. And I immediately go Abbey Road, Beatles. <laughs> I got to pull an album. I, I'm not kidding. My brain does not work where I can get past that. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. So bang, bang, Maxwell, Silver Hammer. I'm out. <laughs> well, that song might actually be appropriate. A British nonprofit that maintains culturally significant sites in England announced it is seeking 1,897 people to put on vampire costumes in celebration of Dracula's anniversary. English Heritage, which maintains more than 400 cultural sites in the country, said it wants to break the Guinness World Record for largest gathering of people dressed as vampires on May 26 at Whitby Abbey, a 13th century Gothic Abbey that served as inspiration for Bram Stoker's classic vampire novel. And you were mocking Crime Con. <laughs> the record currently stands at 1,039. That was set in Virginia in 2011, so the attempt needs at least 1,040 vampires to succeed. Organizers said they're hoping to gather a total of, of 1,897 people in honor of the 125th anniversary of Dracula, uh, Dracula being published in 1897. Organizers said Guinness World Records has strict regulations for what counts as a vampire uh, or vampire garb, so the participants will all need to, to wear black pants or skirts, black shoes, waistcoats, black capes or collared overcoats, and a set of artificial fangs. Wow. Yes. They actually have rules. They really do. <laughs> Man. Okay. They'll create a category for anything, but they got their rules. <laughs> and how many people are going to show up with a wooden stake, you know? <laughs> or real fangs. LifeRadio.fm. Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, when we were talking a little while ago about uh, CNN uh, Plus being a failure in mm. less than 30 days. <laughs> Oh, you you know that's going to spark people looking at other, you know, big platforms that got a lot of money and a lot of opportunity and failed, you know? Yeah. And the one that came to mind was uh, Quibi. Do you remember that one? Q-U-I-B-I? Uh, I remember seeing it. I don't. It yeah, was yeah. a 
big deal that they thought uh, was going to just hit big when uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. Okay. Mm, okay. Because again, it was a streaming service uh-huh, and yeah, yeah. it was um, new, it was like new TV, but Jeffrey Katzenberg um, was involved hmm. and uh, he was the founder of uh, Quibi. And uh, it's like, um, oh, Meg Whitman. Remember her? Uh, um, Meg was like the, the CEO. Um, she is one of the most accomplished women in business. Uh, uh, she was an executive at the Walt Disney company. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm a big uh, fan. I got her poster on the wall. Yeah. Do you now? Uh-huh. She was there before they went crazy. Never heard of her, and, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, really? You haven't? No, okay. I, no, I haven't. I'm sorry. I apologize. I <laughs> thought you would know who Meg Whitman was. No, I, uh, well, since you don't know who she was, I'm I feel to really imagine, lost. I'm trying to imagine why I would know who Meg Whitman was. <laughs> she was the CEO of eBay, Mark. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. I think she was oh, one of the right. top I had lunch with her six months ago. Why don't oh, I remember my. this? <laughs> I guess it's because maybe Nick Saban was there having lunch with you, okay? <laughs> At Dreamland in Tuscaloosa, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, she was part of Dreamland, you know, the uh, DreamWorks. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Quibi had Meg Whitman. No, it had Meg Whitman and it had Jeffrey Katzenberg mm-hmm. heading up Quibi, and it was a big launch. They had investors, uh, you know, they had Disney, they had NBC Universal, 20th Century Fox, they had all the major film companies, you know, and others were all involved in funding this thing. Wow! And it crashed. I mean, it crashed in no time, man. It failed. It was just. It launched uh, in it, what, April of 2020, I think, mm-hmm. maybe later. Anyway, it died in no time. They got nothing. And, wow. it, you know, you've got this huge thing. Uh, it lasted less than a year. I know that. Wow. But you had a launch. They had they were funded, you know, a lot of money. They had a lot of stuff going on with it. They had uh, television shows and, com- you know, comedies, movies. They had all that being – they were going to be like – Netflix, wow. you know, yeah, and it had that kind of backing from these major outlets, major money, major. You know, you've heard of Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, sure, yeah. So, and, and it failed in less than six months. So how, there having, you go. Yeah, having looked it up, it launched April sixth and shut down October twenty first. Yeah, the same year. There you go. I wow. I knew it was less than a year. Yes, but I I remember because <laughs> I was excited about it when I heard about it. I remember you know watching a number of things about Quibi, and it was like boom, gone. You know, it was just nothing. Wow. Just so CNN. But the thing is now the CNN plus launch is being compared. It's kind of like, okay, you know how when the Titanic went down, it was the, the measure of all badness. <laughs> yes. And, okay. There, that, that is your comparable thing because mm-hmm. before Titanic, it was, Hey, this, this ship went out several times before it sank. Mm-hmm. Not the Titanic did it on its maiden voyage. Here you go. <laughs> In less than a maiden voyage, CNN plus died oh from here from here forward people will be able to say well at least we lasted longer than cnn plus there you go <laughs> life radio.fm the market mac show <laughs> what nothing i'm just <laughs> thinking about quibi cnn plus oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of laughing in the back but hey you know uh mark in, there's something else along the technology lines that is happening that I wondered where you fall on this one mm-hmm. because I'm going to be honest with you. 
an idea, you know, when an idea comes along and it becomes a law, you know, in the U.S., I'm just a bill, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. we all know yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, I don't know the method that they use in the U.K., but I think we might want to find out because they just passed a law in the U.K. that allows people to watch TV when you're behind the wheel of a self-driving car. Uh, now that okay. can't end bad, can it? Oh you know? no, there's no way that's going to wind up badly. Same country that said, you know what? If we get rid of guns, nobody <laughs> will ever get murdered here. Oh, what about <laughs> knives? <laughs> well, we'll have to get rid of knives next, and uh, then it's toothpicks. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, they, they decided that not only do they drive on the wrong side of the street, but they're going to let their drivers watch TV while they drive or don't drive. You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's serious. Yeah, uh, that's a little crazy. I, that's coming here. Yeah, Can you imagine? Absolutely, it You're, will come here. Yeah, you know, because that's pretty much been the way it's been. If you ever drive four fifty nine or two eighty in Birmingham or two eighty five in Atlanta, you know there are a lot, a lot of people watching TV while they drive. Sure but they are. aren't driving self drive. They got one hand on the mm-hmm. wheel. They got well, they all right. They've got a knee on the wheel. Yep. They've got cruise control going. They got one hand on their breakfast, the other hand on their hair curlers, mm-hmm. and they're watching their phone. Yep. There you go. It's crazy. I sat at a uh, at an intersection yesterday, and uh, I'm watching. It, the, I'm I'm at a red light. It catches me right, so I'm slowed down. I've stopped at the red light, and there's a car sitting across at the intersection, coming out from a school, mm-hmm. and they have the green light, and they're not moving. Right. They're just sitting and I'm looking, why aren't they moving? And they're looking down. You know what that means? It was, yeah, it was me. I was actually answering <laughs> no. an email. I apologize. Mark. But there's, a it, couple, it was important. There's a couple out walking, you know, they're doing their, mm-hmm. their daily walk thing. And the, as they cross across this intersection, the guy steps out of the crosswalk and walks up to the passenger window and leans in and says something. And then the car moves. Oh, wow. So the guy says, Hey, it's green. You know? Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> because this this nut is sitting there on Twitter, on Facebook, on something, you know, on wow. the phone at an intersection. And I, I'm, wow. it's, I'm sad to say that that's happened to me very frequently, probably about once a week at an intersection, a stop sign somewhere where somebody's tooting their horn saying, hey, hey, it's your turn or it's green because they're, somebody's on their phone on social media or watching and a I video used- in their car. I used to worry about Mark falling asleep at stoplights, you know, but not now. <laughs> well, now I was watching video. No, I did. I, for the probably the most frightening thing that ever happened to me in traffic was waking up at a traffic light when my foot slipped off the brake. Mm. And I was wow. in the front. I was at the front. My <laughs> foot slid off the brake and I woke up. And went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I saw that on cops one time. <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and yeah we had the florida goat story a little while ago so why not (laughs) spider monkey in florida okay Ladonna wants one of these by the way or i don't know i'm gonna i gotta back up i don't know what kind of monkey she wants but Mm. she wants a monkey and you know she still has her monk monk doll from when she was a little girl wow yeah wow it smells almost as bad as baby the dog before <laughs> baby died but you know i oh Yikes. that was the thing remember we had the show the uh, the other day we had the chihuahua that's 21 right and has been you know recognized as the world's oldest living chihuahua yes i sent it to Ladonna, and she was like that ain't nothing she's got four <laughs> more years to go uh-huh yeah like, yeah, yeah. Well, well, that that dog probably still has all his teeth 
Um, no, I looked at the pictures. It doesn't. There's no, no really? way. I think he's wearing dentures, actually. <laughs> uh, well, back to the spider anyway, monkey. Yeah. The <laughs> Florida Zoo announced the birth of a baby spider monkey with unique markings that make it appear to be that the, 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 the this monkey has the, the Batman symbol on its face. And when you look hmm. at the pictures, I mean... It's like the middle of it with the ears is across the bridge of the nose and the wings extend out under the eyes. It really does look like a Batman symbol. The Brevard Zoo said Mother Shelley, 31, gave birth to the baby in the early morning hours of April 15th. And the baby's now doing well in the exhibit with the rest of the troop, including the father monkey, Shooter, who's 25. Zookeepers don't yet know the sex of the baby, but they noted the primate has unusual facial markings. Keepers were surprised to see the baby's unique markings, noting the resemblance to the Batman symbol. Uh, the zoo said the baby is currently on display with the rest of the spider monkey troop at the facility's rainforest revealed exhibit. <laughs> this monkey is either going to be famous and have its own TikTok account, or <laughs> the parent monkeys are going to be paying for therapy for the rest of its life. Oh, I I think you go with the first, the, you know, if they don't get this thing up on TikTok soon, I will. How about that? <laughs> That's a plan. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, our buddy, Tim Thomas, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, he my, went to church with him for years. We actually, we were both youth pastors at different churches and... My church, I had a much smaller group than he did, and they had this really great deal with their youth group going to the beach because they had so many kids in it. Oh, yeah. And he knew that mine was, you know, a lot smaller, and, you know, we couldn't afford to do that kind of trip. And he was like, why don't y'all come with us? And so we were able to go. We went, he, you know, let us, I brought my youth group with him, and he was like, Dave, if you guys want to do things separate, if you want to do your own thing with them, do it. If not, you know, you know, I was like, that's how you're supposed to do this, by the way, you know, as believers. and. The thing is, we combined, and it was a great time. Uh, it it brought Tim and I very close. Our kids grew up together, and it was wonderful. Well, he, anyway, Tim retired. Uh, this past Sunday was his last Aww. full-time Sunday in the pulpit. Now, when you you don't get uh, to retire from ministry, you know, when no. you're a, uh, it's, it's, you're always a minister. You're always a pastor, but, right. you know, he's retiring from the full-time day-in, day-out job of the leading the flock as a pastor of the church. That's right. what he's leaving. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, and he and I've been chatting back and forth and he actually sent me this text a few minutes ago and he's, <laughs> it's funny because, uh, you know, he and his wife have been married. They just had another anniversary and they've been married forever. And so it kind of surprised me. He said, my wife yelled from upstairs and asked, do you ever get a shooting pain across your body? Like someone's got a voodoo doll of you and they're stabbing it. <laughs> and he said, Tim goes, I said, no. She goes, okay, how about now? (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark and I have, uh, over the years, talked about the lottery. And how we're not fans of the lottery Mm -mm. uh, because of what it it does and who it preys on, okay? Right, yeah. But, you know, if you want to look it up, go look it up. You'll understand what we're talking about. Right. Um, but in North Carolina, there's a guy that 
is making the news this week yeah. because of something he did with the lottery. His name is Greg Hansley. He's from Marion, North Carolina. And he's collected his third big lottery win since 2020. The 63-year-old woodworker won the grand prize of $200,000 in April 11th's Multiply the Cash second chance drawing. He had won 10000 in a drawing earlier this year and $20,000 in 2020. He says, uh, with as many folks who are entering drawings to actually win one, is hard to comprehend. So to actually win three, it's mind-boggling. Hensley was so surprised by the third win that he couldn't speak. He says, I had to hold on to something. I was so stunned. He handed the phone to his wife so she could see that he won the prize. Um, (laughs) Hensley said he'd like to use his winnings to buy a new truck and do some home repairs. Recently, a North Carolina resident went on a dessert run that resulted in her winning a hundred thousand dollars from a scratch off lottery ticket. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, if this guy is making money on scratchers, that's one thing, but if he's picking numbers and winning, he could mm-hmm. write a book. He could yeah. have a TV show. Yeah. He could, you know, he could turn that 230,000 in total winnings into a billion dollars by yeah. saying, I won the lottery three times in less than 12 months. Yeah. And you can too. <laughs> yeah. And sadly, there are a lot of people that do. That's what we talked about before. It's who it preys on. There are these people who just believe that's going to happen to them. And so they'll get into that. It's almost like a, a um, well, it's, it's an addiction cycle, isn't it? You know, yeah. where it's almost like drugs or alcohol, where they just keep going back and keep going back and keep going back, thinking that's going to solve their problems. And all it's doing is draining their bank account and making life for their family miserable. So I, tell, uh, I tell people the one way to think about this is it is gambling, okay? Yes. That's one thing, but they don't tear down hundred million dollar casinos in Vegas to build a billion dollar casino in Vegas because people go there and win. All right. Right. The gambling industry is so crooked that if you play a game using your mind and your best judgment on how to gamble your money, if you win too much using your brain, they can kick you out and ban you from their gambling establishment Mm -hmm. okay that's how crooked it is and leave it at that think about your state government getting involved in that begin your day with a smile the mark and mac show weekday mornings only on liferadio.fm